Welcome to the Legacy of Legends, a Dynasty podcast. Join the Legacy of Legends team as we talk about the ins and outs of fantasy football, specifically from a Dynasty perspective. Our purpose is to help you make the moves to leave your mark and establish a legacy in your Dynasty League. And welcome. My name is BJ Kent, and I welcome the end by the one and only Stephen Deaton. How are you, Stephen? Man, good. What's going on? How are you doing? Not much, man. I know we just uh, I went to Tupelo the night with a family. And, uh, man, when you got two toddlers and a seven-year-old and go out to eat as a family, it's a lot, bro. That's right. It's tough. It's tough. Like, overstimulated, just need to come <laughs> come home, put them to bed, die yep. down a little bit, you know. Every time we decide to do that, we look at each other about mid-meal and go, why did we do this? Absolutely. Like, I would much rather just get food to go and just come home, man. Uh, so, Stephen, it's been an eventful couple of weeks, man. We ain't recorded in two weeks. And uh, there's been a lot of stuff happen, man. Uh, I know that we have our Super Bowl matchup set. Uh, first off, before we get into the episode, Stephen, what do you think about them conference championship games? They were good. I was uh, I was uh, impressed impressed by both. I mean, uh, you know, the 49ers kind of you know they got the yeah. they got the raw end of the deal. Um, but the 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 uh, the Chiefs and uh, the Chiefs and the Bengals lived up to the hype a little bit there, so that was a really good game to finish up the championship AFC championship. Um, but yeah, the 49ers, that that game was. I don't know. You know, there's a big controversy. There's been talk all week about you know the the, the NFL you know allowing you to carry that extra quarterback on your roster, which mm-hmm. it it looks like after what happened to the 49ers, man. That anybody you know they got a case. So I just didn't understand. You know, they said Christian McCaffrey was the emergency quarterback. Yeah. I just don't understand putting him back there and letting him throw. Like, you got to mm-hmm. have somebody that can throw. And Brock Purdy clearly couldn't throw. You know, the, 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 was it uh, Josh, uh, Josh Johnson that come yeah. in? And, you know, he got hurt after Purdy got hurt, which they're already on what, string four? I mean, Josh Johnson's yeah. their fourth string quarterback and he got hurt. So Purdy comes back and is super limited. He might have tried to throw what two check downs for five yards. I mean, yeah, nothing I think deeper he was, than that. Nothing uh, deeper than that. There was no downfield throws at all. And in my mind and in my opinion, look, and I know it's Christian McCaffrey, but if he's your emergency quarterback, is that not an emergency? Are you not in mm-hmm. an emergency situation? You're playing in the NFC championship game. Put him back there and at least let him attempt some throws. So I don't know. I just I I wasn't a hundred percent in agreement with them. Just run the ball back there. They knew they were running it. There was nothing they could do. I don't I don't know. So yeah, that's the thing. Like I watched I watched the first half and then uh, I think it was what a Purdy finished the game as four for four or something like that. Maybe uh, and maybe five yards passing. Yeah. Uh, but man, like you said though, Stephen, it came down to Josh Johnson was their fourth string quarterback on the season. And it's kind of hard to win a conference championship game, especially against a, a high-powered Eagles offense and a stellar defense. Right. And so, uh, with that, man, kudos to the 49ers for making it this far. Uh, have you heard the the rumors swirling around right now, Stephen, about Brock Purdy? Uh, they're saying that he is actually looking at a second opinion because it may end up being to where he has to have Tommy John surgery. And if he does, he'll miss the next year of his career. Wow, I hadn't seen that yet. Yeah, man, there's been rumors floating around on Twitter and stuff. Uh, and that's the biggest thing, man, is that I knew that, like, if he does come back healthy for the 2023 season, I think there is a quarterback competition there. I think you have either Trey Lance versus Brock Purdy or something else happens. I mean, people were saying that Tom Brady was going to go there, and you saw what happened this week. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be an interesting offseason, that's for sure. Well, I saw that, uh, I saw that, uh, 
they said that uh and the i guess the 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 presser the end of the season presser yeah. uh john lynch and Shanahan were there, and somebody asked about Garoppolo, and they said no, he will not. Yeah, be that's back. it. So. He said he don't see any scenario that could happen. Right. Uh, so. l- let me ask you this, David: What do you think about the Pro Bowl weekend so far, man? Nah, I hadn't really kept up with it. The only thing I've seen is is Demario Davis smoke Saquon in the face <laughs> in dodgeball. That's about the only thing I've seen and kept up with. I did see the clip of Derek Carr uh making a jab saying you know he wouldn't you know that's one reason he wouldn't be back in uh vegas was because he was never hot or something like that so you know he was just taking a little stab at yeah. the raiders um but man I, I you know i hadn't really kept i didn't keep up with it a lot to be honest with you man i don't i don't blame you a bit steve i've kept i watched it for about probably 30 minutes to 45 minutes of their night and it just it seems kind of cringy you know like yeah. they're just they're grasping at the wind, trying to find something to make the Pro Bowl relevant, and so uh, we'll see what the what the flag football game looks like Sunday and see if Ooh. it's any count or not. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Steve, let's go ahead and go into the news and notes for the past couple of weeks. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff happening, man. Yeah, man, we've had a few uh, main things here is coaching changes. I, I obviously. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about here is the hiring of Frank Wright to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, we know Frank Wright has been uh, with the Colts uh, just this past year, uh, stepped down early in the season uh, mm-hmm. when the Matt Ryan experiment went terribly wrong. He tried to put Sam Elinger in there. That went wrong. And then he just said, man, I'm out of here. And I don't blame him, man. That's a, That was a mess to have to deal with. Matt Ryan's 800 years old. I just, you know, and maybe there was some hope there. I don't know. Uh, but he takes over the Carolina Panthers and uh, he, him being a former quarterback, he, he, he that's kind of that's kind of what he's done is helped quarterbacks um, along the way. What do you what do you what do you see coming from Frank Wright going to Carolina? Uh, did you see the stat this past week or the fun fact of Frank Wright was the first quarterback to complete a pass for the Carolina Panthers in their history? Wow. And I so, didn't know that. Uh, yeah, man. Pretty neat. Uh, but with it, yeah. man, I don't know. I'm. I'm still hopeful for the pieces there in Carolina, specifically DJ Moore. Um, mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people are out on him, so I think he's a good dynasty buy. Uh, as far as just the scheme fit and stuff, man, I think before anything, it seems like the history of Frank Wright is he's always been looking for that stud quarterback, that star quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, man, I hope they go out and get somebody because what they have right now is not working. Uh, and so I hope that they just turn the table, don't go out and try to sign Carson Wentz for God's sake. But please just go draft like Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, Stroud. I don't care who it is. Just go get somebody to where you can actually get Pittman the ball, let JT run a little – or not, excuse me, not the, not the Colts. Uh, but actually let DJ Moore catch some passes and stuff, man. It's just uh, – I, I want to see it work out well. Yeah, I you know, I think he can do well given the right quarterback and given the right situation. Uh, of course, you know he play, he uh, he coached Philip Rivers in that 2020 year um, and took them to the playoffs, the Colts to the playoffs. Philip Rivers last year um, had Carson Wentz, and then he was he was struggling. Um, but yeah, man, I, I you know he has said that this is that his top priority is to fill the franchise quarterback void. That's his top priority, mm-hmm. and that probably needs to be the top priority. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what he can do and if he can turn that franchise around. Our next news and notes here is the Texans hiring of D'Amico Ryans, who was the San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator, and I hate it. I absolutely (laughs) hate it. Um, I hate it for basically the only reason that I think you should hate it at this, you know, with the NFL game and the way it is. It's not a defensive game anymore. It's not – 
a defensive game. Is he a great defensive guy? Yes. Is he a wonderful defensive coordinator? Absolutely. Could he be the top defensive coordinator in the league? Sure. I just don't know that defensive coordinators translate to head coaches in the NFL anymore. Um, mm. Just with the way the rules are, with the way everything's geared to the offense. BJ, the days of elite defenses winning Super Bowls, when you see those low-scoring games, those those days are over, like, to me. I mean, I just don't see a guy with an elite defensive background being able to lead a team uh, to a Super Bowl in this moment. Now, could I be wrong? Absolutely. It could definitely happen. He was actually quoted saying this week um, that the quarterback position is just one position of many uh, on a team. Well, you're exactly right. That's a, that's a, that's a great statement there, D'Amico Ryans. But you know what's the most important position on the team? The quarterback position. So, you know, that right there, that statement in and of itself right there, gives me all the information I need to know about D'Amico Ryans and what he's fixing to do with the Texans. All right, so let me ask you this, Stephen. If Bryce Young gets drafted there, are you out on him? Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, I got – I don't know, man. I mean, I, it's going to be scary, right? It's going to be like, what yeah. are you going to do? I mean, he's – you know, I don't know. Has he filled an offensive coordinator position yet? I mean, I, I'm, I've not I kept know. up with that. Um, I don't think I've seen anybody named as offensive coordinator there yet. Um I don't know, man. It's it's scary. I, I just do not like this hire at all as far as the, the big defense. It's a big hire. I mean, D'Amico Ryan's is a big name. Uh, but just the defensive background, man, I, can't, I hate it. I don't like it. You've What have you seen lately from these guys that get hired, like Vic Fangio, a defensive coordinator, you know, Brian Flores, defensive mm. guy. It's just not working out, man. These defensive guys are not working out as head coaches. And I just – Dennis Allen with the Saints, defensive guy, awful. Worst coach in the league. Hate him. Um, I just, I don't, I don't understand it. I, I don't get it. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. Like as far as the offensive scheme and stuff, Steven, I completely get what you're saying. I do like the fact of he was a former player in Houston. So I know the city of Houston is rejoicing of the fact that they brought in this Alabama alumni, uh, who played for the Texas play linebacker to come in and be that head coach. Uh, as far as from a fantasy perspective, completely understand what you're saying. Uh, it's just very, very ironic that a former Alabama player could come into a head coaching position and end up getting Bryce Young and John Mechie as his wide receiver. And so having those Alabama ties there. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out. Uh, I don't know how it's going to go. And I don't know how I feel about the pieces there, uh, but I'm getting very, very similar vibes to Tennessee, how it was that run first team and tried to let the defense carry them. So we'll we'll see what happens here. Yeah, man, I just I'm, – I'm not super excited about it. But, again, like you said, we'll see what happens. All right, the biggest splash as far as coaching jobs, I think you all know, is the hiring of Sean Payton by the Denver Broncos. And me as a Saints fan, everybody knows I just – I just voiced my disapproval of Dennis Allen, worst coach in the league. Um, the, I was a Sean Payton guy. I love the guy. I think this is a good hire by Denver. Um, and I think the Saints come out pretty good too, right? They get they got a first-round pick this year, which they didn't have, and they also picked up a second-round pick, uh, I believe, for next year yeah. um, as well for, for the rights – for basically just the rights to Sean Payton, which they held – I think they were in control of until 2025. Um, so they they come out really good on this because they get two picks, one being a first round, that for a guy that was basically doing nothing for him, right? I mean, he he had mm-hmm. moved on. So it, it's a good it's a good it's a good thing for the Saints. It's also probably a good thing for Denver. I am super interested to see if Sean Payton can revitalize 
Russell Wilson's career. That's going to be the main storyline in this whole deal is what can Sean Payton do with Russell Wilson? Man, I think he's got hope in him for sure. I mean, otherwise he wouldn't have taken that position. Yeah, uh, I do but too. That's, that's one thing though, man, is that I, I like the fact that New Orleans gets that 30th overall pick in the draft. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with it. Uh, but also, like what you said, I like I like the pieces in Denver, and I think that they have potential to have some dynasty relevance coming up. Uh, like for instance, if you if you bought Javante at a low at a low price, and you can hold on till November December when he comes back, uh, then man, you may have a, a solid running back there. You can actually catch the ball in the backfield. But just like what you said, I think all eyes are on Russell Wilson and how Sean Payton can use him. And so with my way of looking at it, I think that Russell Wilson does take that tick up this year because I think at the end of this season, if I'm not mistaken, he had a couple of good games there, man. Uh, I remember like towards those last couple of weeks, he was actually doing okay. And so, you know, I'm I'm excited about this hire. I think this is the the one hire that draws more attention than the rest, in my opinion, just because like what you said, he is an offensive mind. He has used the quarterback position really well in the past. And so I'm I'm anxious, very anxious to see what he can do with Russell Wilson this year. Not saying I'm going out and buying Russell Wilson anywhere, but just uh I think there's gonna be a lot of people shares who kind of bounce back. I'll be honest with you, BJ, with a hire and a Sean Payton. And knowing that how long the Denver Broncos are fixing to be married to Russell Wilson and Sean Payton together, I might kick the tires on Russell Wilson just a little bit because, I mean, and I know this this hiring's probably going to, you know, obviously going to boost his value a little bit. But And I'm not saying I'm going to go out and give, you know, even a first for Russell Wilson because yeah. I'm not. But I would kick the tires on it and see how people feel, see if people are ready to get rid of him or move on from him and just be done with him. Uh, I would at least kick the tires on it because I think, uh, again, I think Sean Payton is a, 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 you know, look what he did with Drew Brees. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you you know, everybody can say what they want to about how great Drew Brees was, and he was great. He was, He's a Hall of Fame quarterback, first ballot, won the Saints Super Bowl. I get it. But he was also – he also had Sean Payton, right? I mean, yeah. the, the the Chargers moved on from Brees for Phillip Rivers, and Phillip Rivers was good. But the Chargers said, man, yeah, we're going with Phillip. We'll see you. You can go kick rocks. You know, you can move on down the road. And uh, Sean Payton actually uh, – you know, lured Drew Brees away from the Miami, uh, from the uh, from uh, Miami, and uh, you know when Saban was there, it was actually uh, uh, basically a uh, bidding war, if you will, not necessarily yeah. money wise, but just uh, between the coaches, I think, and just situations. And Sean Payton won out on that. Uh, he won out over Nick Saban, which Nick Saban's not what he, I guess, he is was now. not a good NFL um, coach. <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't a good NFL coach either. But you know, the story about Saban though is, you know. He would he still be in Miami or would he still be in the NFL had he been able to get Drew Brees, mm. you know? Um, but he wasn't, he wasn't able to get him. But you know, and the rest is history. He won that, he Peyton won that battle and got Brees in New Orleans. And again, like I said, the rest is history. But man, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited to just see that dynamic. I'll definitely be paying a lot more attention to the Denver Broncos this year for sure. All right. Our last uh, bit of big news here. Uh, everybody's probably heard by now. Uh, but the GOAT himself, Tom Brady, has retired for a second time. And like he said in his retirement video, he used up all his emotional stuff on the first retirement. So he kept it short and sweet, and he said he was done. He appreciated everybody and his family and his friends and all the support. Um, but he's stepping away from football finally for good this time. Allegedly. 
It's, uh, we'll we'll see. But uh, man, I think I think he's done. I think he's. I done. do too, honestly, and I, I that's that's what it comes down to, Stephen. Is that we've already covered this, and so I don't think we have to say much more. Uh, in my opinion, Brady's Brady's the best quarterback there is. The was whatever. Uh, just the fact that he played the game for so long and actually competed on a really good level, and the fact that he won that Super Bowl even after people were saying that he was just a Belichick product, and so uh, man, you know, he'll go down as the greatest quarterback and. Um, I don't think there's any much more that we need to say about that. Yeah, uh, you know, do you see some stuff this week about some people saying he was the greatest regular season quarterback of all time? Of all time, mm. um, that that he wasn't necessary. Or Dang. wait, what, what may have been? Maybe it was backwards. I may have that backwards. Maybe they were saying he was. I don't remember. Uh, but they had a somebody had a take on him this week just about him being, uh, you know, just not the greatest of all time. That he just was in a good situation, and he was. He was in a great situation. I mean, he was with the Patriots. The system, obviously, it was good. Uh, in his early years, defense did win games. And, uh, you know, he won He won some Super Bowls based off his defense and a couple of those. You know, you remember – everybody remembers the, the Marshawn Lynch, you know. Oh, my gosh. One-yard line interception there. I mean, that's the – defense won that game for him. He didn't win that game, you know. So, anyway, I mean, I'm not saying he's not the GOAT, but there is some – there's some talking heads out there that get paid to just talk that, that have – brought up some pretty interesting points on that um i'm not versed enough to for us to go over those right now though but um yeah it's a, it's an interesting conversation for sure so before we move into the next segment Stephen, as you hear the rumors going around today that uh the Bengals might end up trading t higgins away i saw that today the Bengals have got uh a couple things going on did you see the thing about mixing uh yeah, we don't they said, even have they that the, they said the charges have been dropped on mixing okay okay see i was wondering about the, i saw it yesterday but then i knew today I hadn't hardly seen anything on it, so I wasn't mm-hmm. sure. But I did see today that T. Higgins is on the, uh, you know, a guy that could definitely be traded in this offseason. If he's traded, he's a wide receiver one wherever he goes. Absolutely. Wherever he goes. Wherever he goes. I think I think his value goes up. I mean, I know he's yep. good and, and Burrow uses him. But, man, I think his value goes up almost anywhere he goes. Yeah, and I don't think there's any way possible – over the next two or three years, that the Bengals are able to keep Burrow, Higgins, and Chase. They can't. Uh, because Burrow's. I think they know that. Yeah, because Burrow's only Burrow and Higgins. Like I think Higgins has one more year of his rookie contract left. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Burrow is looking at a contract extension right now. Is what they said this past week. And so uh, I know, man, Higgins is one of the most underrated wide receivers, especially a wide receiver too. And just like we said, if he gets more targets and more potential out there, I think he'll be fantastic, man. Uh, you saw the touchdown catch he had against Kansas City this past week where he just went over the top of two defenders. And so, uh, man, he's he's got amazing talent, and I'm anxious to see kind of what the offseason holds. Yeah, man, that that, that touchdown catch, that was uh... – a. Man, he mossed him, right? He he Dude. just he was a monster on that. And we've talked about this. We've talked I talked about this I talked about this preseason uh that I took I was on a pretty bold stance of him being better than Chase. And I mean, I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> I just I mean, I think he's I think he's as good. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just think uh I think you're right though in, in saying about Burroughs on deck for an extension. Everybody knows he's about to break the bank there, mm-hmm. I, and I think they know long term they can't keep Higgins and Chase and Burrow and have the, everything else to go around. It's just going to be almost be impossible. So, wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, see him uh, moved in the off season as as they're talking about right now. And just imagine 
if he got traded to the Chicago Bears that had Justin Fields throw to the ball, but what the all-season hype would be. I know. Be oh, crazy. man. All right, so, Steven, moving into the next segment, man. Time for the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl 57 is set now with the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the line currently sits at Philadelphia under one and a half points. It looks like it's going to end up being a really close matchup. But, Stephen, my question for you is this. Who are you rooting for? Who do you think takes home this championship? Are you excited about this Super Bowl in the year 2023? I'm excited about it. It's a couple of teams that have had some good offenses this year. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes. You got Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia who's been crushing it. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a nice it's going to be a good matchup, I think. I you know, in my opinion, I you know, do we want to go ahead and give our picks out? I can go ahead. Yeah, and go ahead. Go ahead. I think it's going to be easy here. I think the Chiefs are going to win it, and uh, I, I like Hurts. I like what he's done in Philly. The defense is pretty good in Philly, uh, but I think Mahomes is better. I think Mahomes is better than Hurts. I think uh, he's 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 uh, he's probably uh, well. I don't know if he's got better weapons. AJ Brown and, mm-hmm. and Devontae Smith are pretty good, um, but he's got he's definitely got the be- he's definitely got the better tight end and, and Kelsey um, over Goddard. Um, but I just think uh, I, th- I just think I think Mahomes is is probably arguably arguably the best quarterback in the league right now. Yeah, um, and 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 that those those are hard to beat. When you're considered the best quarterback in the league and you have a good team, you're usually pretty hard to beat. In my eyes, I think the Chiefs take this, um, and 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 I don't know really how close it's going to be. I, you know, it's the Super Bowl. We kind of hope it's going to be a close game and a good game. Uh, but man, I just think the Philadelphia Eagles have had an absolute cakewalk going into this thing. They've mm-hmm. not run up on a team like the Chiefs yet, and they're fixing to. They're probably fixing to get their feelings hurt. So that's the only thing that worries me, Stephen, is that, uh, you know, Philadelphia has, like you said, had a cakewalk. I actually put the uh, the quarterbacks they faced since week 13 all the way up until the Super Bowl. And so week 13, the Philadelphia Eagles won against Tennessee, against Ryan Tannehill. Week 14, win against Daniel Jones and the Giants. Week 15, win against Justin Fields in Chicago. Week 16, loss against Dak Prescott in Dallas without Jalen Hurts. Week 17, loss against Andy Dalton in New Orleans without Jalen Hurts. But then look at this playoff run, Stephen. Week 18 to round out the season. Week 18, win against Davis Webb because the Giants set their starters. Divisional round, win against Daniel Jones and the Giants. NFC Championship, win against Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson in San Francisco. And so, obviously, this is the best quarterback they more than likely faced pretty much all season long. And then now, definitely since week thirteen, yeah, absolutely. You know, (laughs) and so uh, with this, I'm kind of like you. I think that it's going to be. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to live up to the hype. I'll be honest with you. Uh, One thing that I want to say before I give my pick, though, man, shout out to Patrick Mahomes, who has been playing lights out all season. Like what you said, the number one fantasy quarterback in. The year 2022 to 2023, but not only that, in my opinion, he's still the quarterback one in dynasty rankings. And so with that, just the fact that he can go out there, finish that high, lead his team to a championship, all while throwing the ball to Miko Hardman, MVS, Kadarius Tony, Juju Smith-Schuster. Not saying those guys are scrubs, but I mean, they're no Tyreek Hill like last year, you know? And so with it, man, kudos to him. Great job leading your team to the Super Bowl. I say all that to say this. I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles, Stephen. 
man, I, I like Jalen Hurts. I like what the offense has going there in Philadelphia because some games you have Hurts carry the team, and then other games like in that championship round against San Francisco, you saw Miles Sanders just come out and dominate. And so uh, with this, I'm anxious for it. I'm excited about it. I love the fact that people are starting to pay all their attention to A.J. Brown and to actually scheme to stop him. And now Devontae Smith is just getting to eat the past couple of weeks, man. And so uh, I hope that he comes out there, has a good game. I'm hoping that uh, the Eagles may can pull it out. But I think what it's going to come down to is it's going to be a close matchup. And honestly, it just kind of depends on which team makes the fewer mistakes in it. Yeah, I think that uh, I think you're right in the in the fact that uh, the 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 Eagles have these weapons that that teams are queuing on like AJ Brown and then Devontae Smith getting to eat, um, and then they're queuing on Jalen Hurts rushing attack, and then all of a sudden Miles Sanders goes off. I love it as far as you know those guys uh, value for dynasty and things like that, um, but but I just don't know. Man, it's the it's the Chiefs, man. It's the Chiefs oh, with Mahomes. You got that D line who has looked better and better all year. You got mm-hmm. Chris Jones on the other side. They're not. I don't think. And I know this is easier said than done. They're not going to let Hurts beat them with his legs. They're mm-hmm. not going to. They're just not going to do it. Um, if you look at the defense allowed by the Chiefs, um, they're they were sixth overall in rushing attempts, uh, just overall by a team. Um, they gave up – they were fourth best in giving up rushing touchdowns, um, and they were eight, eighth best in the league on giving up rushing yards. Um, so all categories when you're talking about their rushing defense in the top ten, all, yeah. all, all three of those categories, top ten defense. Um, they were in the bottom of the league on the passing attack, and, and a part of that is going to be they were winning a lot of games. You know, exactly. they were winning in the head and things like that. I get that. Um, but at the same time, man – and I'm not saying Jalen Hurts can't throw because he's proven he can, but I think they're going to make him do it again, right? I think they're yeah. going to make him throw the ball. I think they're going to make A.J. Brown make plays, um, and I think they're going to make Devontae Smith make plays. They're going to make Dallas Goddard make plays. They're going to make Jalen Hurts throw the ball. And I think, in my opinion, I think that's I think that's the recipe for success to beat the Eagles because mm. if you let Jalen Hurts run on you all day, you're it's not going to yep. They're going to have time of possession. They're going to have your defense. Uh, your defense is going to be gassed. They're going to be getting up and down the field, scoring touchdowns because he's going to be running all over you. The way to beat them is to make them throw it, um, and I yep. think I think they're going to do that. Absolutely, and that, that's the thing, man. I know that what it comes down to. I think your your recipes for success is exactly what you said for the Chiefs, and I think on the reverse side of that, the recipe for success for the Eagles is number one: you double cover the crap out of Travis Kelsey and make the wide receivers actually play. And not only that, but you you actually try to let them run the ball a little bit because Pacheco has. I mean, he looked okay last week. I think he had one or two good plays, but they have not been running the ball at all. You know. And so with it, then it's hard to stop Patrick Mahomes. It really is. But I think what it comes down to is you got to make them uncomfortable. And that's, that's, that's tough to do. But also I think that Philadelphia is going to have to put up points. I think if they get behind in this game, it's going to be difficult for them to come back. Like if they're down two scores or whatnot. And so they're going to have to keep pace. And I think that's one of the big recipes to success. And on the flip side of that, Here's another thing going for the 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 Chiefs. If they're down, you know they can score in a hurry. Absolutely. Back there. So again, I think I think things point towards the Chiefs just a little bit in my opinion. Um, but again, I just I hope we see a good game. I hope it's a good Super Bowl. Um, but I think I do think the Chiefs come out on top. I, I do think that this 
I do think that this run that the Eagles have been on, this playoff run, which was a cakewalk, I think that might I think that might be a disadvantage for mm. them. I know it's got them this far, but it's like, you know, you play these teams, these teams that's not been good, not been good, not been good. Yeah. And even though you know they know, hey, Patrick Mahomes is a different animal, they haven't seen it in quite a few weeks. They haven't seen a good Absolutely. quarterback in quite a few weeks. So they just haven't had that, you know, that nice game against a good quarterback that the defense maybe had dominated. I mean, we talked about it earlier, BJ. All they had to do was stop the run. They literally knew San Francisco was running the ball. Like it was like, mm-hmm. okay, here comes a run, guys. You know, I mean, it was, it was, it was yeah, brutal. Yeah, the box. So anyway, I hope we have a good Super Bowl. So yeah, and I think this is one of the first times in the, in the past couple of years that you have two number one seeds actually playing in the Super Bowl, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, it's very, it's rare. It it is rare. Um, it's kind of crazy, but it is rare. It's just, it's just so hard. It's so hard to get there. Even as the one, it's hard to get there. So. Yep. Anyway, all right, let's move on. Our underdog segment uh, this week. This week we're going to do just a little bit different just with this being a one-game slate. We have a uh, consensus uh, consensus players here. Um, we have five picks for you and, and a consensus uh, between both of us. We kind of agreed on these, and we're just going to hash these out and talk about them just a little bit. The first pick we're going to talk about is Dallas Goddard over 46-and-a-half receiving yards. And, BJ, with this line here, I think that he is – I think I think that, I think think that the over here is – is not necessarily a smash, but I just think I think game flow is going to be one of those things. And and again, we talked about the Chiefs, and we talked about uh, the, their ability to score and how quickly they can score. And and in my opinion, defense is going to show up, but how much is it going to show up? Even the good defenses are giving up, you know, twenty plus points, especially against good quarterbacks. Twenty plus, you know, twenty five, thirty points. Um, but if you look back at some of Goddard's numbers, uh, you know, back during the season, the last few games he played. Uh, back right before Christmas, he had 67 yards and he was hurt. Uh, I know he, I do I do know he missed a couple games there, but 67 yards right before Christmas, uh, he was on 45 yards, 46 yards uh, right there in January against the Giants and the Saints. Um, he had 58 yards against the Giants in the divisional round. Uh, he had six targets and five catches uh, against San Francisco for only 23 yards. But we all know they didn't even have, they didn't have to throw the ball. I mean, they were up 31 to. Set. They won it 31 to seven, never had to throw it. Um, but it's the targets, right? He's getting those targets six targets, five targets, seven targets, six targets. Um, so, and, and we know he's a big part of that offense. And like you said, uh, like you said just a minute ago, uh, defenses are going to key on AJ Brown and defenses are going to key on Devontae Smith, or they should. Um, so that's going to leave who? That's going to leave Dallas Goddard. That's going to, that's going to leave that outlet, that check down. Uh, and in a, in a game flow where I feel like he'll be, uh, he'll be, They'll be, you know, either down or having to throw uh, to just keep up. Um, I, I like got Dallas got it over 46 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, I like the line a lot. I'll be honest with you, uh, because I feel like it's one of those where it could easily be a push. Uh, and so with this, man, I, I would bank on the over rather than the under, just like you said, Stephen, uh, in a matchup to where the Chiefs may get up early, then you have to put the ball in Jalen Hurts' hands. And if the two receivers are covered by decent cornerbacks over on the Kansas City side, then, I mean, you're going to be targeting Goddard. And uh, honestly, I, I look back at the numbers just like what you just read, Stephen, and 46 looks like it's that good middle spot for Goddard to where he can actually hit that number pretty pretty well. Yeah, I, I and 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 again, I think I think game flow, game script. That's gonna that's gonna that's gonna do that for sure. Um, and and I, and and again, I, you know, like I talked about, I think in my opinion, uh, the way the Chiefs are gonna win this thing is to make make Hurts throw it. I think, and so that again, that that's gonna play into that 
the hands of that over 46 and a half receiving yards. Yeah. All right. The second one here is uh, Travis Kelsey. And man, we all know Travis Kelsey's a monster. Um, and his line this week is seven and a half receptions. BJ, that's a lot. That's yeah. that's eight. That's you ha- he has to have eight receptions if you take the over on this. Um, that is a ton of catches. Um, so BJ, that said, I'm taking the under. I'm taking under seven and a half. And I know you you mentioned this to me pre-show. You said that was kind of the only one of the few that worried us here. And I get it. You know, week uh, back in the AFC Championship game, seventeen targets, fourteen catches. AFC mm-hmm. Championship game. I get it. I mean, I know why the line's what it is. But just look at the history, BJ. Postseason, uh, the AFC Championship game. I'm sorry. Uh, that was the divisional game against Jacksonville where he had those catches. The championship game against Cincinnati, seven catches. So below, we know right there on the line. Go back to the regular season, last regular season game, six catches, seven catches, six catches. Okay. On 12 18 against the Texans, 10 catches. After that, going back, four catches, four catches, four catches, six catches, six catches. So you're telling me that seven and a half is the line, and he's only went over that twice since November the 6th, okay? Long time ago, BJ, long time ago. So, again, I'm going with history. I'm going with uh, just that number being pretty big. Uh, Give me Travis Kelsey under seven and a half catches. Yeah, and Stephen, just like what I said, man, this is the only one of these five that kind of worries me just because you don't really know what kind of game you're going to get from Kelsey. Uh, I know that he was dealing with an injury last game in the uh, AFC Championship game. Uh, I know he was questionable, but then he said, like, look, I'm playing regardless, dude. And he got out there, and, I mean, they they handled the Bengals. Uh, but with this, I don't know. I'm just – I'm getting vibes of one of them high reception games for Kelsey just because, I mean – if if Mahomes is in trouble, and I imagine that his passing attempts are going to be skyrocket numbers this week or this uh, mm-hmm. Super Bowl, then I, I think Kelsey gets a pretty decent amount of them. Now, with that being said, just like what you said a while ago, eight receptions in a game is a lot. And I don't want to automatically bank that he's getting eight receptions because even with it, I think if I was placing money on this line, I don't necessarily think that I would go with the over either. But it's it's the one that worries me the most, you know? Yeah, I get it, and I, I definitely understand it. And, BJ, would I be shocked if Travis Kelsey goes out there and catches 15 balls? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Won't be shocked at all. He's best tight end in the game, game changer, probably best playmaker on that team uh, other than Patrick Mahomes himself. So I wouldn't be shocked at all. The number's just outrageously high to me. Oh, yeah. Um, so, again, for me, Travis Kelsey under seven and a half catches. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, Jalen Hurts, over 31 and a half passing attempts. And, again, game script, we've talked about this. We think that the way the Chiefs are going to win this thing is to make Jalen Hurts throw it. Uh, we think that, it, you know, it could be potential for a high-scoring game, probably not a big defensive battle with the way these offenses have played all year. We could be wrong. We've been wrong before, and some of these things, you know, it's a Super Bowl. Things happen. Crazy things happen. Uh, but I think, man, game script, game flow, uh, everything is going to be in favor of Jalen Hurts going over this number of 31 and a half passing attempts. Yeah, absolutely. I know that's that's the one line that I feel really, really comfortable about because with it, I mean, if you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, there's a good chance you're throwing more than 31, 32 passes in the game. Absolutely. Uh, even, even if you are a running team sometimes like the Eagles are, uh, there's, a, there's more of a chance of him throwing over 32 than there is under 32. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you look, go back at the hit, you know, the two playoff games, again, they were not, you know, they didn't have to throw it. They won 38-7, to seven, and yep. they won 31-7. to seven. They didn't have to throw. 
but if you you know going back and looking at, at this year, Hertz threw over uh, over that number quite a few times. Um, so again and again, like you said, going up against uh, you know Patrick Mahomes and probably one of the best offenses in the league. You think he's going to have to keep up and keep pace, and the way to do that is probably going to have to be to throw the ball, obviously. And then again, we think that's going to be the way the Chiefs are going to make them try to beat them. Uh, so I like this line of thirty-one and a half attempts over. All right, man, moving on to my next one here. Isaiah Pacheco, his number on rushing yards, 49 and a half. And, BJ, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't like it. I think, uh, mm-hmm. again, I think this. I think that this this game and this the way this game is going to be played um, is going to be, if anything, a passing game uh, just by both teams. Uh, you got the Eagles defensive line. It's really good, man. That defense is really yep. good. You got Fletcher Cox on the front of that thing, uh, longtime NFL player, Mississippi State grad. Uh, you got some other pieces on that line that are really, really talented. I just don't see Isaiah Pacheco being able to go over that rushing number. Um, and I think the game's going to be close enough to where the, the the Chiefs can't just pound the run and try to yeah. run the clock out. Um, if you go back last week and you watch the Bengals game, the Bengals don't have a great defensive line, and Pacheco still couldn't get anything going against them. It's going to be, uh, you know, kind of one of these things like, uh, uh, you know, I don't know how to put this because it's the NFL and you shouldn't have to get up. You should be up for every game, right? But it's the Super Bowl. I don't care what kind of line you got. I think that, you know, you're probably going to be able to stop a guy like Pacheco. So give me the under here on his rushing yards. Yeah, this is a smash under for me, Steven. Uh, I like Pacheco. I think that he is a good running back, honestly. I know it's a lot for me to say because I wasn't in on him early in the season. Uh, but with it, I, I don't see them putting the ball in Pacheco's hands in the Super Bowl. I no. think they're going to they're they're going to let it ride with Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, again, and that's perfectly said. There, uh, you're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna put the hand the ball in the hands of Isaiah Pacheco. It's just no. not gonna happen, uh, especially on this at you know on this you know field on this stage. Um, you know, he went over that number in the divisional game with 90, 95 rushing yards. Uh, I get it. Um, but, man, last week, 10 attempts, 26 yards. You know, it's just yep. – and, you know, in my eyes, I just don't see it happening. Again, they're going to put the ball in Mahomes' hands. And not, not only that, Steve, but big play moments in the Super Bowl, I, I think the Chiefs might actually throw McKinnon in there, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think so, too. They could throw that – rent. That you know, they've always got the – He's, you know, Andy Reid's gonna have something up his sleeve. They're not just gonna, yeah. They're not just gonna line up back there and hand the ball off to Pacheco's. Uh, it's just not gonna happen. Um, so yeah, I agree with you there too. All right, last underdog pick this week: uh, Devontae Smith. Love this guy. Love this receiver. He's better than AJ Brown. Uh, over sixty-four <laughs> and a half receiving yards. Give it to me. Uh, I think that again, like you said, teams are gonna key in on Brown. Teams are gonna key in on what he does. Uh, and Devontae Smith is just always left out there, um, like he's you know guarded by the second best corner or the third best corner or maybe a safety trying to match up on him and he always eats um so and again with the game script that we've talked about you know for quite a few minutes here it, we keep yeah. coming back to it um but it, we just think there's going to be a throwing game we think Hertz is going to have to throw it uh we think he's going to be throwing it to Devontae Smith uh give me the over 64 and a half receiving yards for Devontae Smith dude Devontae Smith's one of those wide receivers that I wish I had more dice he shares of to be honest with you uh, Absolutely, I sold a couple of them in the 2022 all season, and For really cheap. wish I man, really wish I can go back on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, and he's an Alabama guy too, man. You man, uh, I know. You know, sometimes yeah. you just rebuild, and you got to sell stuff. So rebuild. Uh, Smith's like uh, five years old. 
I know, man. But that's the thing, though, man. <laughs> I, I'm I'm happy for Devontae Smith. Uh, I love the fact that he is proving the narrative wrong of he was too small to play in the NFL. But, man, he is a big play guy, dude. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. The, the pass that he technically dropped but caught yeah, last week, uh, dude, it was like a highlight. And so with it, I'm I'm excited to see how well he does in the Super Bowl. Uh, Absolutely, and man. I hope he just I hope he goes out there and eats for sure. I agree. Well, Stephen, that's pretty much going to be the episode, man. Uh, what we'll do is we'll come back after the Super Bowl. We'll do a little recap and stuff. And so we're going to take a week break, enjoy some time with our family. I know Stephen's getting uh pretty heavy in the basketball season right now, man. I know playoffs ain't that far away, are they? Yeah, we start division tournament on Tuesday. Um, regular season's over. We start division tournament on Tuesday. That'll kind of give you uh, – really, we're, we're in a uh, – for us, we're win or go home on Tuesday. So, if you win Tuesday, uh, you guarantee yourself three more games and a, a, a playoff berth. If we lose Tuesday, that'll be it. We'll be done for the year. So, gotcha, yeah, we're, get, we're getting we're – getting, uh, we're getting down to the – we're getting down to the nuts and bolts of the basketball season. So, it's it's been a long one, but it's been fun. That's awesome, man. I know uh, my, my seven-year-old daughter, she's playing basketball for the first time this year. And uh, with it, this is her first ever organized sport all season long. She's been super nervous. And then last week, our next to last regular season game, she went out there. And the very first position that the other team had, like they can't go past half court on defense or whatever. As soon as that ball went over half court, she just grabbed it and stole it. And it was like something clicked in her mind of, oh, crap, I can steal this ball. <laughs> and, and it doesn't hurt me. And so at the end uh, of the game, she had five steals, Stephen. I was, I was man, proud of her, man. Awesome. That's good. Uh, Absolutely. But, man, uh, you know, I, I like the fact that we're getting able to time to take a break from the pod a little bit, you know, just enjoy life, enjoy things around us and stuff like that. Uh, but anyways, I always like to take this time as well and just thank our listeners, man. We appreciate everything you guys do, just the listens that you're able to give on a weekly basis. And just listen to two guys who are not dynasty analysts just talk about dynasty football. And so uh, we appreciate you guys just taking time and listening to us. Though. I want to also take this time and thank our friends over at Jab Step. They have rebranded. They're not a fancy basketball podcast anymore. It is Jab Step NBA and Basketball Podcast. Uh, so if you like basketball and NBA and talking about just some uh, fun topics, man, go check out our friend Ben, Jonathan, and Cassidy over there. They have a pretty good pod, man. I know it's a, it's always a fun listen for sure. Uh, but anyways, outside of that, just follow us over on Twitter at LOL Dynasty Pod. You can follow Steven at SDeaton24 and myself at AfroDynamics116. Uh, you can give us an honest and genuine five-star review over on Apple Pod if you want to. But we just look forward to continuing these episodes, man, putting out some good quality content. As far as some final fantasy advice, man, kick the tires on some of these players that other people are out on, man. Just like what Steven said, see what you can go get Russell Wilson for for cheap, uh, you know, and just kind of see what players are out on, see what uh, players you think can have a resurgence. But more importantly, man, enjoy this time. Enjoy this offseason. Take your mental break. Grind and then just get ready whenever the offseason's kicking in and stuff. And, uh, man, just enjoy it for what it is. Fantasy football, a game to be enjoyed. And so y'all have a good week. I hope that your Super Bowl parties and stuff go fantastic, that you can enjoy the Eagles taking hold the dub, Steven. And, uh, man, y'all just have, y'all have a good couple of weeks, man. See ya.